0: this is the business machine we talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines these inspirational leaders share with us some of the tools they use to run their machines and talk about some of the mistakes they made along the way and what they learned as business owners we're all trying to fuel our machines create a great team and put tools in place so that eventually our machines will run themselves so get ready up next The Business Machine is firing up. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Business Machine. I'm Brian Town, your host, and glad to have you here. Today's going to be a good one because we're going to get healthy, we're going to get smarter, we're going to have lots of energy, and we're going to be happy by the end of this. So today, Ed Donato is the founder and host of the Ed Talks podcast, featured as the number one new and noteworthy podcast on iTunes in the USA, Australia, and the U.K., he interviews experts from all over the world and studies the research in order to learn how we can stop feeling tired, regain our energy, achieve health and happiness in a way that is truly attainable and life-changing for busy mums and dads. And he's calling all the way from Margaret River, Australia, where it currently is, as we do our podcast at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here, 5 a.m. the next day on Tuesday. Ed, good morning. How are you doing?
1: Good morning, a bright good morning to you, Brian and to all your listeners out there.
0: So tell us a little bit about, you know, looking at your I'm excited for this because the, all those things I think everybody who's listening no matter if they're in business, if they're working for somebody else or what they're doing, I think especially at our age and and if you have kids um which I know you focus a lot on that is we're always talking about how we don't have enough energy. We need to get healthier or we need to get happier. I know here in Michigan uh, where we are, we're in the center of the state. And I think this is the first day that I've seen the sun in like two weeks. And so it's something that we always talk about here in Michigan. And, and you get that because we just don't get the sun. And and so people have these lights that help them uh, with that mood mood lights. Uh-huh. And so I'm really excited to talk to you because it looks like just about just looking at your podcast, like there's just about everything in there. Um, that I think would be awesome for anybody that has kids or just needs to have a little bit better, healthier life. And if somebody came up to you there in Margaret River and and they didn't know you, but I know you're super famous there, and they asked you what you did in respect to this podcast, what would you say?
1: I'd say that I am really excited at the moment for this online platform that I've created called The Ed Talks, where I'm helping busy mums and dads feel energized again and to get that vitality back into your life so that you can really live the life that you want to.
0: Now, this is not the only thing that you do, and this is relatively new um, for you. What made you come up with this uh, plan to do this, and wh- why did you decide that this was a need, that people needed this, and you were the right person to deliver it?
1: Alrighty, yeah, because you know, I've got a couple of bricks and mortar businesses. I've I've had lots of businesses in the past. I started my career started off as an engineer, as a manufacturing engineer. I worked for General Motors and then went to Phillips. But then I left that and traveled for many, many years and got into lots of different things. But it's always been a passion of me of mine to be an entrepreneur. That's my background from my father of what I've seen hindu in his life you know he was a immigrant from italy and my mum was as well and they started from nothing they came to australia they had 10 pounds i think back in the day which equivalent to maybe 20 australian dollars and wow. off they went so i was always exposed to that so that sure. was always in my blood it was quite difficult to work for other people but so f- focusing on the Ed talks and what got me inspired to do that and it all started about two years ago, Brian, after the birth of our son. And the oxymoron was that it was the most painfully beautiful time of my life. <laughs> it was the lowest point sure. in my life health-wise, how I felt about myself, wow. and the life I was living and the relationship with my wife. But thankfully, on the other hand, I was experiencing the most beautiful love, as you know and any of your listeners that have got kids, I've ever felt with our little son, like the love that you experience with a child, especially your first child is just something that words can't really express until you've experienced it.
0: It's really hard to describe even after you've experienced.
1: Yeah. It's (laughs) such an amazing experience. And it was that love combined with the bank of all the positive experiences that I've had with my wife that, it was able to pull me through that tough time and it lit a spark that got my pistons moving again to live life and to show up for my family and the planet to say, look, come on, kick yourself out of this. So thankfully, I'd stumbled across podcasting and it was just on my phone. uh, I was just searching for something online and somehow podcasting popped up and I clicked on it and I downloaded an app called Stitcher. Uh Uh-huh. And that just blew my mind wide open. I started devouring entrepreneurial podcasts because I was searching for something new to create in my life that would tick the boxes of the life I wanted to lead with my family, the legacy I wanted to leave, and not just for our kids, but for the planet and humanity. Now, as I mentioned, my health was in dire straits, but I'd always eaten well. We grow our own organic veggies. I exercise. I spend a lot of time in the ocean surfing. We live in a pristine environment over here in Margaret River. It is an amazing part of the world with minimal pollution. Yet, I was having severe heart complications. Mm. I'd be collapsed on the ground. My heart would feel like it was going to blow out of my chest. I was I couldn't breathe. It was beating so hard and quick that it really was such a scary feeling. And you know, even talking about it now it brings back a bit of that emotion to me that's how scarring it was on my psyche it was really a horrible time and apart from that my body was also under constant viral attack i was having outbreaks of various viruses like shingles which is the adult form of chicken pox yeah yeah man i barely had any mental or physical energy i was in a real real mess and then you know i was spending thousands of dollars seeing specialists who'd tell me that Nothing seems to be wrong with your head. You know, we can't, we're doing all these tests, but right. you seem fine. Yeah, you're just, <laughs> I was like, uh, really healthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not. I oh, know.
1: <laughs> that ain't right. And so I was at the point, I was like, right, I can either give up searching sure. for answers here and just listen to what these specialists are telling me. And I'm certain that that would have led to my death. I'm, I'm pretty certain that, you know, I would have had a heart attack or something. There's no way that your heart, especially can go through that amount of stress and the you know it's like running a marathon that's what it felt like and it was affecting everything else too yeah Yeah. man it was really full-on so i was certain if i had kept on that path it would have ended in the death of me or i could take control of my health my life and overcome my illnesses the negativity the fear and that anxiety that i was feeling so This led me to search for podcasts on health and wellness, which there are lots of, but nothing really spoke to me. A super busy parent who just wanted to feel good again, to feel energized and have that zeal for life, to wake up each morning with a smile and go, yes, bring on the day. I love life. I was really overwhelmed, you know, where should I start? I was eating the best foods for my health, but you know which one specifically should i be eating that are going to help me out and how could i turn around the state of the relationship i was having with my wife the stress and anxiety i was experiencing on a whole range of levels all these things that so many people are experiencing and i saw parents all around me in our community struggling with similar things in their lives you know they weren't having the heart palpitations and arrhythmias that i was having but They were stressed and struggling with family, life, relationships, and other personal health issues that they were going through. (laughs) And thankfully, I had an epiphany and I heard a voice sing. It was, you know, create your own podcast. (laughs) Did it sound just like that? A little similar. No, I can't really remember. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. And A podcast to help me and other busy parents feel energized again and something I could use to access experts that could teach us what we should be eating, how to fix our relationships, how to live a life and have a career that gets you fired up and passionate. And I wanted to create one place where we could go that would empower us to turn our lives around and feel our best and that place is called the Ed Talks. And it's been a monumental side hustle for me for the past year, but so incredible, worth every minute, and it has turned my life around on so many levels, Brian, and the fact that I'm helping other people improve their lives from the interaction I have from people emailing me, that just fills me up with so much joy that motivates me like no other job or business has ever before. So take me back to that that point of that you
0: thought something was wrong do you, and i th- i think it's fascinating because it sounds like what i don't want to use the word cured you because <laughs> i think we always feel stress at some point but definitely you do you think that it was i got two questions here do you think that it was purely anxiety that was causing your your heart palpitations, everything that you were feeling, and everything was it all stress and anxiety that was really doing that to you, or was it a combination of that plus not eating well, plus, or what was it? Did you ever figure that out? And then, what did you do? Just by starting the podcast and getting a new goal to to find research and then giving it to other people, was that what helped?
1: So, yes, stress yeah. was a massive part of it. Stress and part of my my diet possibly a little bit of environmental factors as well, but definitely stress was a massive part of it. And I knew that too. And what surprised me though was you can have a test called a uh, CRP test and that shows the amount of inflammation in your body, which can be linked to stress because stress can cause a lot of inflammation. And that test came back fine. And So you know, maybe the specialists, the physicians, were just looking at those sort of um, pointers and saying, "Well, you know, you're fine," rather than digging in a little bit more and saying, "Well, you know, Ed, what's going on in your in your life? Let's have a look at that because everything else looks fine." But that never happened, and that usually doesn't happen for a lot of people because the specialists and the physicians they only have you know ten minutes or so to spend with you. So, they don't have the time to dig in deeper unless they really care. Essentially, you know, I, don't, I hate to say that because I'm sure they do care, but I don't think they have point, time to guess, care. Though, they've got to you switch know? off. Right. Yeah. You know,
0: I don't think, and I think it's easy to apply a band aid to something, or, you know, it's easy for somebody because I think what they see a lot, maybe. Is people that actually do have health problems and there's an easy way to fix it. If they have high blood pressure, there's medication for that. You know, if there's something going on, like if they would have found something wrong, I think that's an easier solution for them. But if they're, I think it's sometimes when there's nothing wrong, then they're kind of like, well,
1: you know, there's nothing wrong with it. You. you should be fine. Um, which yeah. <laughs>
0: obviously didn't, yeah. didn't work.
1: No, no. And yeah, look, in fairness to them, it it's in their business model. Sure. In, in a way, I don't know if I was there, I know in my business, Life, I, I push on, if, if I presume, if I was a, a, a physician and yeah. someone came to me and everything was testing all right, but, you know, they, they're they still concerned. They've still got rashes over their body. I'd, I would dig in a bit deeper and say, well, you know, maybe just tell me a little bit more of what's what's happening in your life, where you're at at the moment, those type of things. But that never happened. Yeah. And so stress definitely was a, a big factor, as I realized later on, and doing techniques such as meditation and breathing. Another thing, we were part of my diet. You know, my diet was pretty damn good, but it was high in carbohydrates. I was eating a lot of brown rice and good carbohydrates, you know, brown rice, not a lot of pasta. I was having a lot of sweets, but sweets that we'd make. We'd make like homemade cakes and crumbles and stuff like that. Where We'd limit the amount of sugar we'd put into it, but still... Most meals, I'd have a a sweet. So cutting back on those carbohydrates and essentially the sugars I was having and reducing the stress, I started to see a big turnaround very quickly. And I think
0: what I really like too that you said, Ed, is now that you're able to kind (laughs) of, you know, you went from being really stressed out to finding ways to be healthier to now helping people, do that very same thing and i I like what you said that when you're able to help people get through something like you went through that's almost better i mean that's that's like a a, some medicine for you almost isn't it
1: yeah 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 definitely i I love helping people and that too that was a big part of my journey back when i was really low was you know i'd wake up in the morning too thinking oh you know yeah what do I want to do with my life? And, you know, man, I've had a fortunate life. I've done some amazing things. I've travelled the world. I've been in little villages surfing and interacted with the native people of that place. I've worked in Europe and, you know, I've, I've always managed to find jobs and have money. I've never really struggled. I've owned my own businesses. We're financially very successful but I still didn't have that feeling of leaving a legacy or being able to help people in a way that people respond back to you in really saying, you know, thank you for what you're doing. Right. to an extent, we've got a, a catering company, a holistic catering company. We mainly do foods for yoga retreats and people um, going for other uh, self-healing type workshops. And that's rewarding. People love the food, but not on this level where people are really struggling with something and that you're giving them help to solve that struggle it is a different feeling that you get. And I love that of really being able to help others turn their life around, even if it's a little bit, but just the way they respond, it just it does make you feel so, so good. And I love that. I just I, I wanna give to people, I wanna help people. That I think is a huge legacy to leave, that giving, being compassionate and helping others.
0: I'm glad that 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 the podcast is giving you that, too, because when you when you when you think about it and, and I know how much work it is to put a podcast together and how much work you did to put yours together, really stressed out and. Feeling like you're really busy. Hey, let's just start a podcast. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. So <laughs> I'm glad it worked out because I could have gone really south.
1: Yeah, well, look, I to <laughs> yeah, the hey, let's get ups my- and downs. And for people <laughs> listening out there that yeah. may not have a podcast of their own. It, yeah, it yeah, is a huge amount of work. It and I, I didn't realize at the start. I don't know if you did. No, Ryan, I, you I, know, I did the same thing that you did, man. It's almost similar
0: as I, I was looking for... You know, I was uh, in our company. We have a regular brick and mortar Michigan Creative Company, and we do marketing. And I was just at that point where I'm like, gosh, you know, things aren't going the way I wanted them to go, and and what do I need to do? And maybe I need to read some inspirational books, but those didn't uh, that didn't really work. So I'm like, hey, you know, I really should start listening to podcasts. It's like six months ago. You'd think with all our technology, so started listening to podcasts. Same thing happened. I'm like, well, shoot, we should start our own podcast. And I thought since I have a web developer in my office, I've got a graphic designers, marketing, I got everybody right here. It'd be so easy. You know, we just turn it on. We'll start a podcast tomorrow. It's a lot of work. It's still a lot of work. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. but it's
0: rewarding. So yeah, it's, it's tough. So I'm glad it worked out. So what's 10 years down the road for you. I, you know, I like to look 10 years down the road and not really strategic marketing or anything like that, but just let me know when, what do you think the ed talks is going to be doing in 10 years and and where do you think you're going to be and and how's that
1: going to look? Well, the vision I've got is I'm on a luxury boat with my family, enjoying life, cruising around the world, surfing waves. And the Ed Talks has led to a multi-billion dollar health and wellness company with numerous divisions that's helping millions of people globally be empowered to turn around their lives through the company's services and products and charitable work. That's the vision that I hold in my mind. love it. It's a nice vision. I want to be something.
0: <laughs> Keep looking at that though. That's what you have to do and I think we get so buried in our day-to-day stuff and clients and and regular work and family stuff that we forget to look and why we started what we started and and so that's important to us here too is what what's it going to look like in 10 years and how are we going to get there?
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know that question that you posed to me too that made me think about aiming high because I normally do aim higher when I I try to achieve things, but I never push things to a level where I've got self-doubt in my mind that goes, what are you kidding? You're not gonna have a multi-billion company. But I was like this with this business, because all the other businesses I've had, as I say, I've been fortunate that they've all been successful and, you know, fortunate, but also I've done a lot of hard work sure. in there but I've, I've never set huge goals. I've only set small goals and I've always hit them. So, I was like, right, this is it. I'm going to put a lot of effort into this and this was six months down the track because I was like, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm still passionate about it even though it is a heap of work. So, this is something that I'm really into. I'm going to set a big, big goal. So, when you gave me that question, I'm like, I just let your mind run free and yeah. just think that the sky's a limit and just give it to us and yeah so that's what came out so well let's uh, yeah, see where a, i go man yeah yeah you know
0: remember there's a little marketing company here halfway across the globe that if you do get to that billion dollar mark you know remember us little guys over here oh mate on, gonna be <laughs> rocking get the world boat. as
1: well brother. <laughs> you'll be there
0: <laughs> And I like that, too. I like looking 10 years out. And I think what you're talking about, and I have the same damn thing, I think it's called imposter syndrome. And, yeah. and, and I've heard that. And I only heard that when I started listening to podcasts, and I have it. And it's because, you know, I think we get it a lot. Like, who are you to have what we've had? And there's no way that you can get to, to that level. Mm-hmm. But then I think we forget what we've built up and uh, up until this point. And to us, it seems like it's just worked you know, it's just worked. And of course that would have happened. Anybody could have done what I have built here or anybody could have taught what I taught. But I I think that's classic, you know, imposter syndrome. It's like, you forget about all that you did to get where you are today, even though it's not good enough. Um, so I don't know if there'll ever be a point where, where we're just like, yeah, that's good. I'm good. Maybe later, maybe we're on that boat and we're 65 or 70.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a difficult question because being entrepreneurs, you've always got that drive to want to create and do something new. So, you know, who knows? Because my, my wife said that you know when when I started doing podcasting at the start, she's like, "All right, cool," but then she's like, "You know, what are you doing? Why don't we just build our our, our other businesses? Are great. They're in great niches. We can <laughs> build <heard> those <laughs> essentially <laughs> to be huge, sure. quite easily." Yeah. But I was like, nah, I, I don't want to do that. I want to do something that is going to really give something back to people, something meaningful. So that's why I said, no, I don't want to grow our businesses. I'm going to try and have a shot at doing doing this. And then you know she came on board and she goes, all right, look, I'll support you through it. Good,
0: yeah, I've heard that same thing. So, so we
1: cool. know that we're the machine that keeps
0: running. We talk about business machine here on on the show, and what we kind of figured out is that us as business owners are a big part of that machine, if not the machine. And we have little pieces, um, that help us run that machine. And it could be little things that we do for ourselves, or it could be staff. What do you do to keep your machine running to make sure that you can handle your brick and mortar? You can play with the kid. You can, you can spend time with your wife and then also do the podcast too. What are some things that you do to make sure that that happens every day?
1: Okay, well, yeah, I mean, I'm still bootstrapping this thing and learning the ropes from the ground up, so it's all been me up to now, but I've I've begun and what needs to be really developed this year are procedures and um, things that easily follow in order for the tasks to be completed. So that's meant forcing myself to allocate time to systematise the jobs that I'm doing, things like editing shows, uploading data, creating artwork, because there's no way of stepping away unless I have clear and simple systems that anyone can follow. That's the key. And I'm sure that you know that. I know that you do that in your business. And I'm sure lots of people listening are, are going to say, yeah, okay, that's obvious. <laughs> but the fact is I, that I – think, I,
0: I think they might say that, but I think a lot of them are going, yeah, we need to do that. Because, yeah, yeah. We, we do have systems here, but not all of them, and none of them are perfect. I mean we, we still have a lot of work to do. I think we always will.
1: And I, I think the big thing is that when you're in the trenches, sure. it's so easy to think that, look, I can just do this now by myself yep. rather than allocating time I don't have writing down all the steps required to complete the tasks for someone else to do it. <laughs> I'll just do it myself. Yeah. And you just end up continually doing it yourself. Yeah. Yep. And it's just another thing and then it becomes one thing and like with me, it's everything essentially where you know I've just got to stop and just write down everything so that then I can get to the point where I can hire a virtual assistant and say, right, here it is. Go through this. Tell me what things work, what don't for you. And then we'll revise it and we'll get it. So it's it's running nice and slick. So the machine is well run.
0: Mm -hmm. I like that too, how you're saying, you know, writing down stuff that you're doing, I think that's important. And that's an easy one to do. I mean, even if it's on a piece of paper to just write down what you're doing and, and while you're doing it at the same time, while you're trying to figure it out, because not only do I think that helps you down the road to give to somebody else, but then helps you streamline your process too, so that you know what your focus goal is for, doing show notes or what you're supposed to do for mm. research or anything like that. So yeah, I like mm. writing it down. So Eddie, we talk about mistakes a lot. Um, I know of course you and I never make mistakes,
1: but <laughs> you don't <mate. laughs> yeah, yeah. No, geez. I'm called Mr. Mistake. <laughs> yeah,
0: me too. That's why I started this. So cause we started this and I, and I think I, I think I've told you this before, but the reason why we started the podcast was because I was talking to people like when I'm done here at Michigan creative, I'm not going to write a book about all the great things that we've done. It's going to be all the things that we screwed up along the way. And people yeah. are like, oh, my God, that'd be a great book. I'd read it. And we really do learn a lot from our mistakes. So what was the big mistake that you made uh, along the way or before you started the podcast or any time?
1: Well, firstly, I want to say, mate, I'm going to hold you to that book because I'm telling you, that is a winner of yeah. an idea. Yeah, definitely. And I guess the easy thing for you to do is just to grab all these interviews you've had and just pull out all the mistakes from people. And yeah, there you go. That was yeah, a big
0: that, reason why I started it. Cause I started to think two things. I'm like, right. I'm like, well, if I have a, a book full of mistakes that are just mine, probably not a good thing. Um, but I thought writing a book's hard. Where am I going to get all this content? And I thought, well, let's, let's do the podcast and the podcast will be our content. So Brilliant. yeah. Brilliant
1: yeah, idea, yeah. Well, one of the biggest mistakes that I did is, um, yeah, I put it out to people, there's don't forget your family. Show up and be present. It is so easy to get caught up in your business, the passion, and that euphoric feeling, especially when it's new. And I remember sitting with my wife, my son, you know, about a year ago now that I was able to work through it. And I'd hear them talk that I'd only get bits and pieces of the conversation. My mm. mind would be racing of things to do, mm-hmm. new ideas, um, a little bit of the the overwhelm of our bricks and mortar, and trying to do the podcasting. How is it going to fit it in? But you know, I wasn't present there for my family. It, it is so disrespectful, I find, and that you really need to switch off from work and switch on to those you love and care about. If your family's not with you because they think you're not respectful of them, it's going to make it extremely difficult and painful to be successful in life. Yeah, because I think
0: at the end, you know, we can talk about business mentors and we can talk about groups that we're in and and people to bounce ideas off, but really in the end, who's going to support you? no matter what. And that's going to be your family, your wife. And so first and foremost, that's what has to come. So let, let's talk about that. And cause that's a, that's a question that we ask a little bit later, but how do you do that then? Because in today's world, brick or mortar podcasts, you've got both. It doesn't really matter. We could work 24 seven. So how do you do that? Cause I find myself wandering at that time. And a lot of it has to do with the cell phone because I mean, that's basically our work. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? How, how have you done that successfully?
1: Okay. So, I mean, you know, you could keep trying to take on or what I actually did. I, I was trying to take on more tasks and lighten the load that my wife was doing around the home with our son, thinking that that would right. fix these issues. I'm but just going to do more. Not, yeah. Not being present, what that was effectively doing was just eroding the relationship with my family and specifically with my wife. You know, our son was so young, he didn't know what was going on. But with my wife, it was really causing a thorn with our relationship more so than where we were. So, I thought, you know, I'll just do more, I'll help her out and uh, that'll allow me to to do podcasting and the other things I want to do and everything will be fine. So, folding the the
0: towels is not enough, you got to do more. Yeah.
1: Well, that didn't work. Oh, yeah. It just meant that uh, I was getting way more stressed, and the towels I were had folded. To do it, yeah. yeah? Now I had to fold those, the towels as well, <laughs> <laughs> and it also meant that I had less time for this this passion that of podcasting that was really helping me to get out of this pit. And as I said, the relationship was getting further eroded. All I needed to do was to stop, be present and truly listen to why she was suffering she didn't want me to take on more of what she was doing she just wanted me to be present and to connect with her when we were together that was it that's huh. all i had to do and you know there's so many other things that take us away from uh being with our family and the, the stress of trying to, to get your business at a level where you can spend more time with your family but that is such a big thing, and I know I've done it in my past as well. That I just get caught up in the passion of the business in trying to make it work. And a lot of the times, I'm trying to make it work for us as a family. You know, I want us to have this life where we are happy and healthy, but I forget the important things of like being present and just giving that respect to the people that you love. And, you know, as I was saying, if, if you're not they with your family, if they don't respect you or think that you're respectful of them, they're not going to be supportive of you. Essentially, they may say they are on the outside. You know, my wife said, yeah, you know, I support you. But every now and then things would flare up and I'd be like, oh, wow, you know, she... she she doesn't really care about <laughs> wow. what I'm doing. Wow. She doesn't oh. like this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be hurtful to me. You sure.
0: Know? Oh, oh. Man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm number crazy. one. I'm new and noteworthy, honey.
1: Look. Yeah, babe. Don't you understand? Like I'm, I'm on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. She just wanted that relationship back that we had, that special connection. So to she, stop. She probably should have been a guest. Of those, um, he should have had her be a guest. You guys could have talked. (laughs) Look, I'm waiting for the right time. Just wait until I think she'll be fine so she doesn't bring up all these bad things. Forget about them eventually. Yeah,
0: she gave me a long list, so just get ready.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that that was a big aha moment for me was, you know, be present. And when I did that, everything changed. And even just the time with my son, like, oh, man, just – being present and just soaking that up, especially in these young years. Everything just happens so quickly and it's so awesome. But I was able to see that that has helped with our relationship. I've still got to work hard at at that. I've still got to force myself. A lot of times, you know, we'll be conversing and things will start to pop in my head. (laughs) you got to focus, man. Yeah, I'll I'll just look my wife in her eyes and then it brings me straight back and I'm giving her my utmost attention and things are a lot, lot better. Yeah, I have to listen
0: better too. I'm I'm better at it now, but I got caught one time because I think she was talking to me. we on the couch, and she's like, "Talking, talking, talking." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And then I'm then I'm like, "Yeah, that's great, honey." And she goes, "Brian." That that was terrible. I just told you about my patient who's gonna die, and I'm like, oh my god. She's like, you totally were not listening. I'm like, oh man. So she brings she that caught. up. Yeah, totally caught me. She was like some terrible story about somebody, and she, Uh-oh. I'm like, oh honey, that sounds really great. She's like, no, actually, that's terrible. We can't, you're not listening at all. <laughs> it was not good. So she brings that up a lot, but I I have to do better at that. So I like that being there, and I think one of the things that. Somebody said to me a long time ago with the kids is I think as parents, you know, we have this tendency to make sure that we're always having a good time with our kids or the kids are always having them. We're always doing something. And I think somebody said to me that I really took to heart is, you know, you really don't have to be doing something all the time. The most important thing is they just want you to be there. Mm -hmm. And because I always felt bad. I'm like, gosh, maybe we should go this and maybe we should go do this and then do this and and, it, you know, it really doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're just there with them doing anything. It could be sitting on the floor, could be coloring, could be anything else. And so, you know, I always feel bad that I'm not doing enough or, you know, the kids aren't having a good enough time, but that, I, I remember that and that helps. It's
1: so true. Yeah. Connection, right? That, that is the key. And especially with, with kids, it's so easy to, to be distracted and think of other things, you know, my, my son's Playing with a little toy truck in the the dirt, and I can do it for a little while, but then my mind starts. all <laughs> you know, right, had enough. But I I know now that when I that connection starts to slip, he he sees it, and the way that he reacts with me changes. His body slumps a little bit. He sort of retreats into his own world, whereas if I give him that connection, he just lights up and just draws me into his imaginary world. And it's the same with my wife. I just. You know, make sure that connection happens. And it really does affect everything else you do because they then give you that energy that spurs you on rather than saying things that are a bit superficial. And you Great. can feel it in the tone oh, yeah. and in the reaction of your kids that, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah whatever, or cool. And it doesn't give you that same boost. Your family can really give you an energy boost by really sparking you up, knowing that you love them and that they really love you and show you that connection. Love's a powerful thing. It really is. And connecting with your family is a big part of letting that love to flow from one another and to helping it grow. It's it's really, really important.
0: I think, and communication is is something that we always have to work on because I think everybody 's wired differently, but especially men and women <laughs> you know we're, yeah. we're we're we need different things and different things matter to us and and, you know, I when I come tonight, my wife's going to think something weird's going on because I'm going to listen to her and tell her about my day. And she's going to be like, all right, what the <laughs> hell's going on? Did you guys have beers at work or something? Or <laughs> like,
1: no, I talked to this guy. And uh. That's great.
0: But uh, she she loves, you know, she has to come home and talk about her day because she works with patients all day long and it's stressful 12-hour days. And so she needs to come home and decompress. And so she comes home and talks all the time. And by the time she gets around to asking me, like, I'm usually just like, yeah, you know, it was great. How was your day? Good. That's about all, you know, to me, that's all that matters because I don't really need to decompress. It seems like I've been working with people all day, so that's the last thing I want to do. But, mm-hmm. you know, I have to remember that she wants to hear about how my day was, too. And so, yeah. you know, th- I may not need to do that, but she might need that, too. So she's going to get an earful when I get home tonight. <laughs> I want to hear the outcome. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. I'm I might have to get back on your podcast. Cool. So I know you don't have too many employees with the podcast, but let's talk a little bit about, you know, because employees here at Michigan Creative are our biggest asset, but they're also our biggest expense. And so what have you done to make sure and, and do you have employees at some of your brick and mortars? And, and if so, what have you done to make sure you get the right ones and, and how do you keep them happy and satisfied and kind of learning from the ed talks? I mean, is that something that you can not only help people who listen to your podcast, but also that you can do one on one with with people?
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've learned a lot about uh, communication and connection as well. So, those things are huge when you're looking at employing people and getting the right ones. And with our bricks and mortar businesses, we we do have staff. It's only limited more. So, I could use an example of previously I had a restaurant, so we were hiring lots of people for that. and. The first thing was to ensure that I had a clear understanding of the role and tasks that I wanted the employee to perform and the type of personality that we were seeking and then to articulate that into a succinct yet clear job description so that we weren't wasting time interviewing candidates that obviously weren't a fit for the business. And I'm then a big believer of leading by example and showing that even though I'm the owner, and same example of the restaurant that I owned, that I'd still go and get my hands dirty and I'd go into the uh, kitchen and, and do the dishes and put out the trash when we've had a big night and, you know, the, the person that you could see, that they were sweating, they were really exhausted and I just naturally, I want to help people. I love doing that, like I previously said, so I'd go in there to what's, you know, one of the lowest positions in the business and say, look, go and have a break, I'm going to do the dishes. Nice. Doing things like that was massive. People see you getting yeah. into the trenches and getting dirty, you get respect from doing that. Not yelling at someone for doing mistakes uh, is another a big one that I found that that never works. Uh, let go of staff. This was a one that took me a while to understand to get a grip on because I found it hard in telling people negative things, but let go of staff quickly that weren't fitting in to the organisation because, as you've mentioned, we're all different. People have got different characteristics and some people just don't gel with a certain group. So it's vitally important to ensure that you let those people go because they can drag everything else down.
0: Yeah, and we had that and that... To me, that's the hardest thing to do. And I think the, mm. the phrase is uh, hire slow and fire fast, I think. And yeah. I just, man, I, we've had to fire, I think, three people um, over the course of the last four years. So not too bad. Uh, we only have 10 employees. But, man, that's the hardest thing to do. And the same thing happened. Somebody that w- was not really a good fit for the culture was kind of bringing our culture a place where I didn't want it. But I always kept thinking, oh, it'll get better.
1: Yeah, and, yeah 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 and he'll
0: get it he'll understand it and he'll turn the corner because the culture's so good that they'll it'll just turn around and it just it, it took me a while to uh and it was the best thing we ever did i mean it we didn't notice a. uh you know we we hired somebody else to replace them and and it worked out almost better it worked out better
1: yeah yeah look it's, it's a hard thing to do and i mean for some people it's easier but you know i think and i know with you brian and connecting with you that you know you're you're a passionate guy and you've got a great heart and when you are very heartfelt it, you know that it's going to come on as being negative to someone that you're saying you know you, you're not a fit here we're going to have to let you go that that's not going to feel good and so you don't want to put that feeling upon someone but running a business you do have to make those hard decisions and it's for the benefit of everyone. Essentially, yeah. you know, that person down the road may end up then finding another job that they're working with people that they're more suited to, that their characteristic doesn't clash against them, you know, off they running on their journey in life rather than coming in each day and hating it because everyone else is sending <sighs> negative vibes uh, to them as well. You know, well, I always, I
0: take it personally. So I thought, well, Maybe it's me. Maybe it's, I'm not a good CEO and, and I, I wasn't good enough to inspire them to do great things. And maybe my company's just not, not good. And that's, that's the way I would take it every time. It's terrible. Yeah. You know, it's just terrible. You take it super personally. Yeah. So before we get some of the quicker questions here at the end, Ed, let's go back to the podcast and just highlight for us, you know, cause as I scroll through this, there's so many things on here about food, uh, fitness, um, mental health, relationships, um, Lyme disease. There's a little bit of everything on here. What are some of the episodes that if you could point to some that you really thought were good or if you don't want to single any out or w- what are some things that people can expect if they subscribe to the Ed Talks?
1: Well, energy is very, very subjective. So that's when when I started this podcasting thing because you know, I was in a group uh, one of the groups that you were in, actually Brian, as well, the um, mastermind group with John Lee Dumas and those guys, and they're, they're always talking about, you know, find a a niche, find something that's very targeted. And for me, it was difficult to do that because, in the beginning, I I had no energy and I was ill, but I couldn't pinpoint one thing that was causing that. You know, I I couldn't say that was just specifically the stress or was it specifically just the diet or was it just the relationship or you know you could think oh well it is just stress well it is very subjective to everyone and energy can affect your mind and your body so what i look at are things that can affect people's energy in a varied ways and so some of the guests i've I've had a cardiologist because that was an issue that I had with my heart. And obviously, if your heart's not working well, it's hard to have energy then because blood ain't flowing around your body properly. And I was under that physical stress of the heart beating rapidly. So I was burning a lot of fuel as well. So then I was struggling to have energy to go through the day. Uh, Then going to people that deal with nutrition because – that is a huge thing in regards to our energy levels, and that's essentially where I started the journey. Rather than getting bombarded and overwhelmed with everything, I was like, right, let's just start with nutrition, and that is the thing that gives us fuel nutrition, oxygen, and you know, water f- falls into that as well. So, people that then are able to explain what are the best things that can really help you maximize the energy to give you a little bit extra or to put you on the right path and then relationships that is a massive thing in regards to energy like we've been talking about a connection that you have particularly with your family if that ain't working right that just zaps your energy you know i've i've got to experience it firsthand in the past couple of years i've never had it that feeling in a relationship before with my wife it had always been amazing. And just the amount of energy that would zap from me was just incredible because it would always be there on the forefront of my mind, right. you know, why isn't this working? And,
0: well, and yeah. I, I think that, that it kind of is the exact opposite so that when it's not working, you're still working very hard at it, or at least you think you are, but it's draining and it's always on your mind. But then, when it is working and you're you're connecting, like you said, and you're listening, that it, it's actually the opposite effect and it energizes you more rather than yeah, yeah rather than zapping your energy because you're always thinking about it and what can you do different that you know, and then you try something and that doesn't work. And so, once you find something that works, which is, I think, from what I'm getting from you, is connecting and talking and listening, which sounds easy, <laughs> but sometimes is something that you really have to put a lot of work into, really gives you energy.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. And then a lot of the other guests I've had, some of them have been from requests from people that have emailed me or got onto our Facebook page and, you know, mums that have said uh, I need help with breastfeeding, it's really stressful for me and all those things, They, you know, they zap the energy from people as well, from mums, particularly that they're stressed that they can't feed their child right. And so as soon as you get that stress level happening, that sucks energy from you. So the show is really about giving people access to these experts in a varied range of fields that can help your energy mentally and physically. And it is very, very broad. So that's why you're seeing these guests on a whole range of different topics.
0: So I don't want to put you on the spot here, but what's one thing I can do today, tomorrow, that can help me maybe get a little more energy?
1: Okay, super simple. I'll give you two things. Great. The first thing is having water in the morning and good water. We, when we go to bed, we lose about a litre of water, the average person. So pretty mind-boggling when I found that out. I was like, yeah. what a litre of water? So through I, I sweat a
0: lot when I sleep, so I probably lose a gallon,
1: but go ahead. Yeah, so there you go. and. You know, if, if you were sitting on a couch not moving, you know, essentially in bed, you you'd roll around a bit, you're not moving that much. Sure. If you are sitting on the couch for eight hours and uh, moving around a little bit and then you didn't drink anything for eight hours during the day, I'm sure you'd start to get a bit parched. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, oh, man, I need some water. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, most people, some people have a, a bit of a sip of water, have a glass next to their table, uh, in, next to their bed but I don't do that. So the first thing that is very important to give you that boost is to have water in the morning and to have make sure that the water's filtered. Better still, I mean, if you have access to spring water because when you filter your water with these good filters, I'm talking like an under-sink type charcoal filter, yep. it pulls out a lot of the, the tastes and also you're pulling out essentially a lot of the minerals of the water which are good for your body too. Your body needs... A lot of those minerals to help get in and replenish fluid into cells. If you have just plain filtered water, that can strip out a lot of nutrients that you have in your body and make you go straight to the loo. So I put in a squeeze of lime or lemon juice, which helps with your digestion first thing in the morning, Mm. gives you a kick of vitamin C, which is great on so many levels. And then I put in a pinch of salt and good salt, not your table black and white brand that you get from the supermarket, a good tasting sea salt, Himalayan salt. And if you haven't tasted those salts, trust me, they do taste different. Yeah, and they also do. they've got a few extra minerals in there that can help your body to absorb that water a lot easier. And since I started putting the salt in the water, it was incredible. If I'd just drink plain water, I'd be going to the loo within five minutes it just goes straight through me. I put the salt in, and I don't go for the to the loo for maybe two three hours after I've drunk that water. So I know that my body's Get absorbing in. that water. Yeah. That's so interesting. Hydration. Yeah, sea
0: salt's great. I love. That's what I cook with all the time. Sea salt is uh, a, a great salt. Definitely does taste different. Um, and then lime juice. I like that because water's not. If you're not used to it, it's not the. You know, I'd rather have orange juice in the morning. I think. But how much are we talking? 16 ounces, 20 ounces,
1: a glass? We'd well, we lose, as I say, we lose a liter. Okay. It's hard to down a liter. I down about 600 mils. I've got a big cup and it's got 600 mil mark on that. So okay. say at least half a liter. I can do half a liter easily sure. now, first thing in the morning, and I've just got that into my routine. But at least if you have that half a liter, that's getting a heap of fluid in there and then have your cup of tea or your coffee, which, you know, you're going to get more fluid and depending on how much coffee you've had, if if you've been drinking coffee all your life, then it's not going to be such a diuretic where, you know, you go, for a lot of people, for me, I only have coffee now and then I'll go straight to the loo. So it draws out a lot of that fluid. But if you're drinking coffee and tea all the time, you're going to retain that fluid as well. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, your orange juices, those things... Probably better if you could limit the amount of that that you're taking. I, I remember growing the, up. As always. Yeah,
0: that's what we did but, when we were growing up, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's such, you have fruit juices, they're great. Well, it's now plain and clear that having juice ain't that great for you because you're just getting a high dose of fructose, which is a really hard sugar for your body to process. It causes things like fatty liver disease. It causes. Things like that visceral fat that you get around your belly. Oh, yeah. I got
0: lots that's, of that. <laughs> Too much orange juice, mate. Yeah. That's it, man. Water and cardboard. That's all I'm eating.
1: <laughs> not a lot of my You look <laughs> fit. <you're fine. laughs> all
0: so,
1: right. So yeah. water,
0: water. We hear mate, that a water. lot, but it's important. So, I mean, that's not just a myth. Water. Drink water.
1: It is not a myth. And just quickly, another one meditation. If you can slip that in, yeah. that is huge.
0: And I talk about that a lot because I'm typically six months ago, I was somebody that you would, I'd be like, oh, meditation. I'm not some hippie. I don't need to go into <laughs> third world or whatever. But I tell you, man, I got this app and I, cause I listen to a podcast called Headspace and meditation is not what I thought it was. It's 10 minutes in the morning, it's really easy. And, um, I just started to do it again, and just the last four days, uh, I stopped for whatever reason. I don't know why, because I got too busy, but it's just funny the difference that it makes, uh, 10 minutes in the morning. And for those of you listening, meditation is just simply focusing and breathing. If you want to really take it to that small level, Um, and Headspace is a great app to get started, so I, I love it. I think it's been a reason why I've been able to accomplish so many things this last year.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I really think that everyone should give that a, a go because... Yeah, me too. ...that not only does, you know, you know, like you've said, it, it makes you feel better, it's, it's made a difference. There's lots and lots of science out there now that actually prove that it does make a difference physically, mentally. I, I think we need to get to the point and hopefully we, we will down the track now because all these research papers are coming out that physicians say to you, you know, like when someone like me in that previous experience goes to the decision and everything seems fine. Boy, that would help, say, yeah. Hey, Ed, you know, maybe try meditation. Are you doing that? Mm-hmm. And I think but that's common. a bit of science.
0: I think you're right. I think that's common. I think that's, that's. I've heard that more and more. Cool. And I just, I, you know, I think it's because of the audience and the people that we hang out with, you know, in this entrepreneurial world and small business, I think, a lot of people that I talk to on the show get, say that and how important it is. And you really have to take the word meditation sort of out of it because I think people have this idea of what meditation is and it's really not that. And, you know, they even have ones on these on these apps that you can get that are specific to things that you're, you know, you're having issues with. And mm-hmm. um, not that they solve everything and it's not like uh, hypnotism or whatever, but... <laughs> which that would be sweet. But, uh, you know, like focus, man, that's one of my goals for this year is to focus. And, and on this app that I have, once you're done with the beginning ones, you can then pick sort of a track that you want to go down and what them miss focus. And, um, so, so it's 10 minutes in the morning. Like I got up, had some coffee at like quarter to seven this morning before the baby got up and sat in my bed and did meditation for 10 minutes. And that was it. It was done. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Good. So two tips, water and meditation. So there's lots of apps out there that you can use for that. So I was a high school teacher. I was the cheesy high school teacher. And uh, I gave out a lot of quotes to young people today to hope to inspire them to do great things. So we love quotes around here at Michigan Creative. Give us a favorite quote.
1: All right. Che- I, I don't think you're cheesy, mate. I can, you bring back memories of my uh, media teacher yeah, firing, yeah. firing me up. Well... I've got two, two quotes for you. Now, I love music. I used to be a professional musician. So the first one is from Miles Davis and that great quote was, do not fear mistakes, there are none. I love it. I that love fits, that one. I love it musically and I love it in life. And that fits with our podcast. Perfect. And the second quote is from the great James Brown. <laughs> I was just listening. He's on my, he's on one of my playlists. Classic. Well, there you go. And his quote is, I want to say to you, help yourself so you can help someone else. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Awesome.
0: <laughs> I have this dream and hopefully my wife doesn't listen to this one, but when she turns 40, which I'm not going to tell you when that is, but there's a James Brown song. It's called Hot Pants. If you're no. familiar with that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like I want to do that lip sync dance for her and surprise her with <laughs> three of my friends, like at a at a restaurant, and all of a sudden we break out into that. Awesome, awesome. I'm, I'm gonna do it. I don't really care. I think it'd be hilarious. Oh my! People will love that. <laughs> I can
1: just see her breaking
0: down. That could be viral. You know? That could be viral. That it's going viral. My Hot first man. viral. But-
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to start getting that voice going. Yeah. Hot like I could come out in the
0: sequins and everything, and then like rip my jacket off. That'd be so funny. <laughs> I would totally do it. Hopefully my kids aren't there because they'll be embarrassed, but
1: Oh, that's cool, mate. I can't wait. Is it coming? You don't have to give the exact date, but are we talking this year.
0: Yeah, no. I we got about four years to go. So
1: okay. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it.
0: <laughs> if you can meet and have dinner with anybody, or more specifically any business owner, who would it be and why?
1: Well, Brian, it's you, mate. Yeah. So I would be great. Fantastic. I, I didn't want to put you on the spot, but uh, so if you're up for that. Yeah, I'll be in there. A, in a, Awesome. In a second place behind you would be Richard Branson. Yeah. So obviously not as amazing as you are, but he's a close second. He's...
0: I was going to say dis- distant third, but yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, that he's done some incredible things. Eh? <laughs> yeah, if, yes. Of, if you've read his books and if you're into entrepreneurial type things i can definitely suggest that you check out some of his books because it opened my mind to things i didn't know anything about him i only, I only just knew about virgin and a little bit of his backstory there mm-hmm. but all these other amazing things he's done traveling in balloons across the world yeah, and i know that was kind of changing course and having to get on the phone via the uk to Saddam Hussein, when he was in Iraq, to be able to allow him to go through their airspace so they wouldn't get shot down and all this other stuff that it was, it just blew my mind. I was like, man, what a dude. Like, this guy has just taken life by the horns and just said, I'm going to ride you to the extreme. I'm going to take you on. So he'd have so much. Amazing things to share with you if you got the chance to sit with him, I reckon, for sure. Yeah, just a half day or,
0: gosh, even an hour would be amazing. You'd have to really plan for those questions or maybe just let them talk. Yeah, yeah. So what? tell us some technology or an app or some software that you use right now, either in your brick-and-mortar or with your Ed Talks podcast that you couldn't live without.
1: Workflowy. Workflowy. So Flowy, it's yeah, work, W-O-R-K, and flowy, dot com, And all it is is a place to put down lists. But it's super easy to use. You can have lists under lists by just using a tab space on your keyboard. Just super, super easy. And it just allows me to dump down things that I need to do, both in the bricks and mortar business and the online business that i can quickly refer to now i also put stuff down on paper sure but that's more a permanent place of where i've got things that i really need to do so yeah that's been huge for me in order to hit my goals especially for the online stuff i've done it's yeah, really like, helped me to focus
0: yeah boy we have to check that out because we have lists <laughs> we have lists upon lists that we need to get done we're trying to find a way to get those lists done so i'll check that out for sure yeah it's cool Tell us about a place to eat in Margaret River. Where's your favorite place to eat
1: or drink in Margaret River?
0: If we ever go there, where
1: should we go? uh, Hopefully, uh, you get over here, mate, and any of your guests, if they come over over this way, send me an email, and we can direct you to Settlers Tavern, which is just like your bar pub that most towns have. And I've been to some great ones, actually, in the States. like those awesome ones over there. But this one in our town, we're... Just a tiny little town, no traffic lights here. It is an amazing place for the food, for the music, the people. And it wasn't always like that. It was probably about 10 years ago, new owners came in, actually, a guy from San Francisco who married an Aussie girl. He was a chef and they've really turned it around. The bands they get in there are just sensational, like just hot, hot bands, a lot of funk, reggae, jazz-based music, bit of rock and roll too, but more music you can dance to. And the food is just awesome. Grass-fed beef, lots and lots of local produce in this region we're at. We're blessed with great growers of really uh, prime food, organic, non-GMO, grass-fed. So you're getting quality ingredients and just real good Grandma-style, honest cooking. Great steaks. Sounds delicious. Great fish. Yeah, man, it's, it's awesome, and it's very affordable as well. So Settler's Tavern.
0: Settler's Tavern in Margaret River, Australia. So make sure all of you listening, when you go there, that's what you got to eat. So, Ed, we're wrapping up here the last couple questions. Somebody is listening to this podcast, and they want to download your shows. They know that they can go to the Ed Talks com. What's another way, what's an easy
1: way to get a hold of you? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you just search for the Ed Talks one word, and you'll find me there. Last question.
0: And you talked about this a little bit, and it sounds like you might have a better idea of what that is now than you did say a year or two ago. But mm-hmm. what do you what do you think? And what do you hope, I guess? I guess what do you hope your legacy will be? And and I like that you said, too, you're not just thinking we all want to leave a legacy for our kids, whether it's how we raise them and financially, I think, and how we were as a man. But in addition to that, what do you hope that your legacy will be?
1: Yeah, so those things for sure that you mentioned. For me, ultimately, legacy has to do with the transfer of knowledge, wisdom and values to the world I leave behind and the effect my life has had on others during my life and after. So with that in mind, the first part is to instill the virtues in my son of being compassionate and loving to all life and our planet included. And the second part is that the services and products that I create empower people to live a life full of vitality because if we can do that, I think can really make a difference on this planet because people innately, they're all good, but it's just things that have happened in their life circumstances or the way they've been treated or illnesses or frustrations they have or the lack of love that really causes people to go on to a path that isn't compassionate and loving, so yeah, through their talks, that would be a huge legacy that I would love to live to to uh, give to people not a bad legacy,
0: compassionate and loving to all life. I love that man. Um, I love that a lot, and I think that would be a heck of a legacy that you could lead, so Ed, thank you so much for being on our podcast today um, we're going to be listening to yours and sharing yours for sure. Um, I can tell you how much we appreciate you having on and what you're doing. And I'm so glad that this helped you get to the place where you want to be. It's quite a story, man.
1: Cool, man. It's been a pleasure being on the show and yeah, great connecting with you, Brian, and you're doing great things too. I know you're helping lots and lots of people out there from them listening to these shows and learning from others because yeah, I, I know I've learned lots from other podcasts I've listened to. So it's great to know that you're, you're helping others, mate.
0: Cool. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. I'm sure actually. So the Ed Talks, Ed Donato, check him out at theedtalks.com. All his information will be in our show notes. Great guy, Margaret River, Australia. Great story. Um, if you need more energy, if you need more health, if you just need something, reach out to Ed and listen to his podcast, and he'll get you there. So that was Ed Donato with the Ed Talks from Margaret River, Australia. I'm Brian Town, CEO of Michigan Creative and host of The Business Machine. We'll see you next time.
1: Thanks, everybody. Have a beautiful day, guys.